Hey, it's Sean Hannity here. Do not touch that radio dial. You are listening to Prosper with Keith Singer. It's Prosper with Keith Singer. Keith has offices and meeting places in Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and West Palm Beach. Give Keith a call at 866-WEALTHY. That's 866-WEALTHY or online anytime at SingerWealth.com. I'm Jerry Hester with Keith Singer. Keith, before we went to break, you told us you were going to educate us on what to look for when it comes to index annuities. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, it's not about the income rider or the bonus. It's easy to play funny money with a bonus or an income rider, as we've just discussed. Index annuities allow you to participate in a portion of the upside of a particular index without any downside risk. That's what they do. So there's essentially three questions you need to ask yourself when Mm -hmm. you're evaluating an index annuity. Number one is, what's the index that your index annuity is linked to, right? Number two is, what percentage of the index gains do you get to keep? Because with index annuities, you don't get all the gains. Usually you get some of the gains and none of the downside. And then how often do you lock in the gains? What about a big bonus? Well, that's what some... Agents try to brag about, oh, there's a big bonus. But do you think insurance companies are giving out free money? Of course not. That's not their job. As I said before, insurance companies either have to provide customers with value or the appearance of value. The insurance companies would rather get clients from the appearance of value than actual value because they make more money that way. If they have a product that's a little confusing and the clients think they're going to make a lot of money, but they really only making one or two percent a year. That and the insurance company is making five or six off the money. They get to keep that spread. Okay. All right. So they'd much rather do that. Now, you can't always get away with that. So insurance companies sometimes have to offer good products that they're actually good for the customers. But when an insurance company offers an eight or ten percent bonus, many times they're able to offer lower interest on the underlying contract because. The people are enamored about the bonus. Mm -hmm. And you hear, oh, first year, let's say, you know, you're going to make 3% interest the first year plus a 10% bonus. You hear agents brag, oh, 13% interest the first year. And people are like, ooh, 13% interest. That sounds like a lot. But remember, the bonus is only part of the interest and it's amortized over the term of your contract. If you cancel your contract, you don't get to keep that bonus. Right. Right. So you have to look at, you know, when you, it's like if you were to get a lease. And they say, oh, we're going to give you a free month's rent. You're like, oh, great, I have a free month's rent. But what's the rest of the, of the lease going to be? Right. That's what's really important. So it's been my experience that contracts that offer the most upside potential usually don't offer bonuses. Now, I had a new client named Al. He came to my office. He already had uh, this annuity, and he asked me about it. It was an index annuity. It was a 10-year contract, and they got a 10% bonus when they bought it. But we looked at it, and there was only a 2% cap on the S&P 500 and a 75 basis point fee for the income rider. So I said, you know what a you know what a 2% cap means, right? That means the most you can make on any given year is 2%. 2% yeah. And there's going to be some years where the, the market's down, and you're going to make zero. So you're going to average a two, with a 2% cap about 1.5%. Minus the 75 basis point fee that you're paying, you're going to make less than 1% per year. Now, if you add in the bonus, the 10% bonus, maybe you'll make 2% a year, right? So you got 10% bonus over 10 years, and you made 1% a year in interest or less. That equals 2% per year. So Al told me, you know, he realized that after the fact. 
So, you know, the first year when he got his statement, he put 100000 in, and now he had 110. And he's like, all right, I only made 1% interest, but I still have 111000 in my account. It looks like you're doing okay, but really that that, that 10000 is going to be most of your interest that you're making mm-hmm. over the next 10 years, at least in that contract. Now, I mentioned before that what's important is the index that you're linked to. Now, most index annuities, or a lot of them, are linked to the S&P 500. And the S&P 500 is fairly volatile. So when the, when the insurance companies try to hedge against the S&P 500, sometimes it's somewhat expensive. So what they're starting to look for are different indexes that are less volatile because it allows them to give you a higher percentage of the index returns when they use a less volatile index. Now, one of the, our most favorite indexes is called the, the Schiller Barclays Cape Index. And have you ever heard of Professor Robert Schiller? Yes, I have, matter of fact. He's a finance guru. He's a, he's a, he's a, a finance professor at Yale. He also wrote the, uh, the uh, book Irrational Exuberance, and he's the co-developer of the CAPE ratio. So he's a, he's a pretty smart guy. And this strategy is based on a value approach to investing and also a risk control approach. Now, he came up with an index called the CAPE Schiller Index, and it's similar to the the price-to-earnings ratio, it's designed to determine the, the relative valuation of a company or a sector of the market. And basically, they look at the last 10 years of earnings of a company or a sector, and they see how much that company or sector is trading for relative to the earnings. So a high multiple means that it's fairly overvalued. A low multiple means that it's undervalued. So within the S&P 500, it's comprised of 10 economic sectors. Those include uh, consumer staples, energy, financials, healthcare, real estate, technology, utilities, etc. So what this index does is they evaluate each sector and they look at what are the five most undervalued sectors for the out of the 10 economic sectors. And then they look at what are the four sectors with the best value and the strongest momentum. So if one of them isn't doing well, they kick that out. And each month, the index invests in the four sectors out of the S&P 500 that look like they're the best deal. And if you look, using this methodology, it would have given you 36% higher annualized returns than the S&P 500 with 51% less volatility. So when a company looks at an index that's less volatile, as I said before, they're able to give you a higher percentage of the upside. So over the last, you know, since between 2002 and 2014, the S&P averaged 7.34. This strategy would have averaged 10% a year. So it's been beating the S&P by a good amount, and it's less volatile than the S&P. So that's the index that my favorite index annuity right now is using. Now, the second factor that we said is important is what percentage of the index gains do you get to keep? Now, ideally, it would be great if you got to keep 100% of the upside. But ideally, you know, you also want a good index to link to. So there are index annuities out there that give you 100% of the upside of a particular index. But typically, these are called risk-controlled index that are very conservative, whereas the Cape Schiller index is, is stock and is not as conservative as some of these other index annuities have. So the index annuity that we like the most actually allows you to keep 90% of the upside of this very good index. And it, and that means that if, if it goes up 20%, you get 18. 
right? Nice. There's no limit to how much you can make. And they simply subtract 1.5% a year uh, from the formula, and every two years you lock in. So that brings us to the third is how often do you lock in your games. Now, ideally, you want to lock in every year, right? If we could lock in every year, that would be better. But they've done studies that shown that if you lock in every year, it's more expensive for the insurance company to hedge against that, and therefore they have to give you a smaller percentage of the upside. So the question is, do you want a smaller percentage of the upside locked in every year, or do you want a larger percentage of the upside locked in every two years? And the math of it is clear. You're going to make more over long periods of time having a higher percentage of the upside. Sure. This company actually offers a two-year reset. I have personally, and some of my clients have an annuity from this company that I bought in 2009 that has a four-year reset. Okay, But it gave it allowed us to more than double our money over that time period because there was no cap and we were linked to the S&P 500. Nice. So this product is even better in that it gives you a two-year reset. So to summarize, when you're analyzing index annuities, I'm not that concerned about the income riders on index annuities because if you're 70 years old and you know that you can't lose value on your index annuity anyway, you they automatically come with a free takeout 5% a year, 20-year income rider. Right, because mm-hmm. you can't run out of money for twenty years anyway. If you can't lose now, maybe on a variable annuity you might want an income rider, but we're not. We're typically not recommending income riders on index annuities because there's an extra fee for that, and you can't lose money anyway on an on an index annuity. So we're looking for the index annuities that give you the best chance to make the most interest. I'd rather make six or seven percent a year interest and take out five or six percent a year and still have my principal. Then make very little, but know that I could take out five or six percent a year for life. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Perfect. So this is what this is how we're evaluating index annuities. I know there's a lot of you out there that you want to make more money on your safe money. You have a lot of money in cash and bonds that you're not that happy about. This is definitely a safe place to grow your money over the long term without taking market risk and still get a decent rate of return. So if you want to discuss this and access some of this for your portfolio, give me Keith Singer a call at 1-866-WEALTHY. Give Keith a call now at 866-WEALTHY. That's 866-WEALTHY. Or go online at singerwealth.com.